Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. Try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. So we just watched season four of Pilot House. <laughs> Welcome to the season finale. Whoa, 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 whoa. We did it! Hooray. Four seasons! Four more years! <laughs> Yeah, well, we've uh, we've done four seasons of this podcast, so uh, now we will be uh, running for your favorite podcast about television. And you know, as since we're the incumbent, we're hoping that we will win the next four years of being a podcast. This yeah. joke got away from me. I'd, yeah. I'd like to apologize for it. <laughs> um, nobody, nobody wants jokes about politics. Yeah, uh, on their TV podcast. I expect a written apology, Sarah. Okay, uh, did you get a pen? Uh, I'll, we'll find one. Okay, okay. Well, until then, we I'll, thought we'd just get together. I'll have the servants <laughs> bring one up for you. Oh, excellent, thank you. Yes. Good man. Anyway. Until then. <laughs> until such a time as there are servants to bring me a pen, we just thought we'd get together and kind of recap how we felt, what our final verdicts were about each of the shows, and then... See whether either of us picked the show up for our personal syndication, as it were, mm-hmm. and have watched any more. Because so, whether or not Sarah Shea or I, strangely T. Duesberg, pick up a show to watch more seasons of it is pretty much the only thing keeping television afloat these days. Yeah, absolutely. It's like producers yeah. wait with bated breath to hear our final verdicts at the end of every episode. Yeah. I mean, there's we're tastemakers. There's no way other way to say it. I mean, and I'm not I'm not embarrassed to just say it outright. I don't think it sounds like bragging. I'm just acknowledging a fact. Stating a fact yeah. should not be controversial. No, it really shouldn't. Yeah. So anyway, um, you can now find out whether we have single-handedly popularized uh, a show. From 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> I don't think we did anything that old this season, did we? No. This is mostly newer shows. Because, as you may recall, our theme for this season was the meme theme. And we were watching shows that mainly we had heard a lot about on the internet and seen a lot of GIFs. And wanted to know what the fuss was all about. So, yeah. Whenever I see an animated chayf of a show, it just <laughs> makes me want to. That's how you pronounce that, right? Chayf. No, I'm sorry. It's a juif. Ah, juif. I, I, that's I, French for Jew. In case. Oh, is it? Really? It's also a really funny way to pronounce that word. But it's like a, there's a double joke when I do it. Oh. If I pronounce that wrong, please don't at me. Lea. I believe it in French it's les art. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, the Duolingo owl gives me enough yeah. shit for not being able to speak French, so please, please don't come at me. I, I felt so shamed by that owl that I stopped donating to the Sardis Wildlife Center. I, <laughs> I hate that, owls now. That owl. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's, it's a thing that's made the rounds on the internet, so... It's very possible that someone edited it together, but I like to believe it was just a happy coincidence, which is it's a phone screen Mm -hmm. shot and it's like two notifications. And the first one is like Duolingo and it's like Duo the Owl says, you missed a German lesson. You know what happens now. And then the next one is a notification from their security system like back door is open. 
This is what happens when we let memes into our podcast. We start describing <laughs> memes verbally. <laughs> I that's a pretty funny one. I uh, no, Come it's on. I, I'll I'll allow it, but watch yourself, counselor. All right. Okay, so <laughs> shall we get into the shows we did for our little meme thing? Let's here, get Strange into those Island? shows. So, uh, episode 43, the mm-hmm. first episode of this season, was Russian Doll. We were both strong yeses for watching more of the show, unsurprisingly. We watched the whole show, we recorded a catch-up episode about the first season, and then we released it in the same season of the podcast. So, if you somehow missed both of those, why are you listening to the season finale? Well, Sarah, I mean, people are just here for our sparkling repartee. Oh, yeah. No. They listen to this podcast exclusively to hear me describe memes. <laughs> Okay. Um, Russian Doll was great, though. Yeah, I, Russian I, Doll's wonderful, and I am very excited to see what they do with season two. I mean, like, you know, with with that grain of salt of, like, it might not be as too much to my taste as the no. first season, but um, I don't think anything could really harm the enjoyment of that first season as, like, a perfect little chunk of visual storytelling. With the exception of the show Fargo on FX, Russian Doll is the modern show that has stuck in my brain the most like i think about better than it getting stuck in your craw yeah uh but like i think about that show and like i i i'll be reading something in a book and like i'll kind of have like a philosophical thought about russian doll and like these ideas of things like you know how do we know what's real or not and how do we engage with death and and suicide and all these like the show covered so much ground and and was also I somehow managed to be really funny and engaging and yeah. endearing. Like, oh, this show's great. Yeah, yeah. And we went at great length about how great it was yeah. <laughs> on the ketchup. So definitely, if you for some reason skipped that, uh, I highly recommend if you liked Russian Doll to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. Episode 44 about Bridgerton. Uh, you were a flat no. <laughs> Yeah. For whether you would watch anymore. Uh, I was sort of on the fence. I was curious to see more, but not, I didn't feel super motivated. And uh, here's an exciting tease. I finished the whole season and strangely did not watch even one more episode. So we're going to do like an old school catch up. Some of you may recall our first catch up episode was because I had watched like two seasons of NCIS and strangely had seen no more than the pilot. And so I just wowed strangely with the bananas bullcrap that uh, NCIS got up to. So we're going to do another one of those uh, in the future. You know, a big part of the reason that I was a flat no is, well, first of all, flat is justice. And second of all, I am a big fan of croquet. And I heard croquet does not appear in season one of Bridgerton. And so instead, I just spent that time teaching my niece and nephew to play croquet. So... Uh, you know. I mean, that seems like a sensible decision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's not... everything you just said makes absolute sense to me. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I can do helping to raise up the next generation of intellectual liberal people, it's to teach them to just hit balls with giant wooden mallets like as much as possible. Oh, you couldn't get enough flamingos. N- no, shockingly, <laughs> like I got out some flamingos, and these people from PETA showed up. It was like a whole to do. Oh boy! Oh boy! I was heckin' canceled on Flamingo Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. Let's not get into it. Anyway, yes. Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll give you this little tease. The main reason that I ended up watching the full season of Bridgerton, 
it's possible I would have done it regardless. Especially once I got into it, I might have just barreled through to the end. But the two real motivating factors were my sister really wanted me to watch it and my roommate was game to watch it. And we live like practically on top of each other these days because she works at home and I work at home. So it was like, you want to watch another episode of Bridgerton? Sure. (laughs) Now, it's not to say I didn't enjoy it, but we will get more into that when we do the catch-up episode. So we're like two for two on shows we couldn't really talk about. And here's a third one. Episode 45 was a scuttlebutt about our favorite types of episodes. So no final verdict there. Uh, Although uh, I I do want to sort of addendums, corrections, whatever. And this is something that we've talked about a lot off air. Remember when we used to do addendums and corrections? Yeah. Uh, Remember when we cared about being wrong? We we wished that we had uh, talked more about there, there were shows that we missed talking about and that we wish we had talked about yeah. in that. Uh, so we, we, for future Scuttlebutts, we hope to do a little bit more prep and kind of have a little yes. bit more of a structure to, to talk about these. Because, you know, I think the fact that the uh, the episode of, um, of Star Trek Voyager where the ship literally flies into a giant bottle in space and then a giant hand puts a cork in it like, the fact that we missed that episode, I'm so sorry. Here's the great thing. I don't know if you're joking or not, because that's how Bananas Voyager is. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to uh, episode 50. 45 to 50. Yep, this is the new math. Uh, was Lucifer. And not only were we both strong yeses, although I was more of a, more strong. You, were, you said you were a little less motivated. Yeah. Which, fair enough, because I blazed through the first season, and then you dragged your heels, but you did in fact finish it, and we did in fact just record a catch-up about season one yesterday. So, if you're a big fan of Lucifer, hold your breath until we release that episode. Wait, no, don't do that, you will die. Oh god, what have I done? Uh, (laughs) um, Keep an eye out, don't hold your breath. I don't know why I recommended that, that was horrible advice. We will be releasing a, a Lucifer catch-up episode about season one. But as a result, we're not going to talk about it much now. Would you like to give, just as a tease for people, since they will be hearing this yeah. a, a little while before the catch-up comes out, uh, you want to just say, like, your main takeaway from season one of Lucifer? Positive or negative? Uh, uh, one thing that stuck with you? Even if I never watch any more Lucifer, I am glad that I watched all of season one. It had a nice arc. It felt good. And it was tasty. All right. Good. Also, something I didn't talk about in our catch-up podcast Ooh. about it. I'll just oh. put it in here. Sure. They did the the incredibly dumb thing that I hate when movies and shows do this. So there's there's an episode with like some Satanists or whatever. And then they're like investigating because they like found a body in this. They're investigating the a, a dead person's house. And they're like, there's like cops all over the house and they're like dusting for prints and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, huh, this bookcase seems to have been moved a lot. And somebody like pulls on the bookcase and it's like, ooh, a secret room. Mm-hmm. No, not a secret room. A secret flight of stairs up to the second floor of this house. And the entire second floor is the secret room with like completely different decor like downstairs just kind of averagey college student girl house yeah and then upstairs it's like it's the attic from from charmed yeah like 
it's like a, a weird Satanist sex dungeon slash black magic, whatever. And I'm just like, these are the police. Like, you can tell from the outside that this house has a second story. Yeah. And it's like, huh, nobody found the stairs? Yeah. Like, I, well, I, the thing that bothered me about that is I was like, this girl's supposed to be like a college student? How did she af- afford two floors in L.A.? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but I'm just like, I, 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 I flip and hate it when a movie or something has like a secret room that like any five-year-old would look at a house and go, where are the stairs? Yeah. I, 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 I actually kind of appreciated that they committed so hard to the secret room being so completely different. There was no hint in the main area yeah. of this apartment or house or whatever it was that, that there was anything even vaguely goth going on, much less satanic. Yeah. And then upstairs, yes, you're watching, walking into like a set from American Horror Story or yeah. something. There's freaking like dried <laughs> herbs hanging from the ceiling and like altars and straight and everything is dusty (laughs) just spooky yeah that was uh my one takeaway uh is the phrase manly whatnots oh good i'm (laughs) so glad you got it because because last night i was like what's your favorite line from the 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 season And and i went blank i couldn't think of a single one and admittedly that one stuck out because they made it the title of the episode but but it's good manly Manly whatnots it's good oh Feels good to say. Mm. Mm. Amen. All right. Moving on. Uh, our next episode, episode 51, was the Russian doll ketchup. <laughs> Moving Great. on. Episode 52, Shit's Creek. Uh, no, let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, no, let's, let's, let's stay here, but yeah. we have a paddle, so. Yes. So our final verdicts from this show, if you skip that episode, um... We had a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my verdict was that the hype and everything I've heard about the show definitely made me want to watch more. Mm-hmm. The pilot aggressively did not. If I'd just watched that pilot without having heard anything about the show, yeah. I'd be like, no, thank you. Uh, you answered that if it weren't for the podcast, you probably wouldn't have even finished the first episode. Yeah. However, like some of you may have heard that I am planning to actually give it another chance. And this is, I don't know, I I guess I want to say something about this because the amount of people in my life, like the the wide diversity of friends who don't know each other, don't talk to each other, don't hang out, who have heard how much I hated the first episode of the show and then said to me, no, but you have to give it a chance to develop. Yeah. You know, I'm always the person who's arguing for, well, don't don't dunk on that book if you only read the first page. Don't yeah. Don't hate that movie based on the trailer or whatever. And so like I kind of feel like I have to practice what I preach and and give the show another chance. But like I also feel like and the whole reason we 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 watch pilots is it's like a pilot is a kind of, it's an art form. It's like, mm-hmm. you have to make this first impression because, you know, it's that, that's sometimes all you get. And it's just like this, it is genuinely like the worst, the worst pilot I've had to watch in terms of making me want to watch more. Yeah. That being said, I would love to do a 180 on this. Yeah. And so we'll see. Yeah. 
I was really disappointed because during the podcast, I said something to the effect of, oh, I would love it if somebody said that um, Chris Elliott's character, we kept giving him the wrong name in the podcast. Now I've forgotten. Randall yeah. or, or Rusty or... Rim... Ridiculous. <laughs> Mr. Ridiculous. Uh, I said something like, oh, I would love it if somebody just like, you know, tweeted at me and said his character ends up becoming the best or whatever. So like later somebody tweeted me that and I responded like, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And they were like, haha, I just said that because you said you wanted someone to tweet you that. And I'm like, this is why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I don't remember who did it. I'm not going to lie. And so I'm sorry if you're like actually one of my good friends and you, you thought I would think it was funny, but I was really bummed because I'd forgotten specifically saying that. I didn't get it as a joke to, because you were using the exact same words I did on the podcast. I thought someone was genuinely saying that's true. And I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, his character doesn't get better exactly. His character mellows out. I think someone said he's not quite as aggressively bad as he is in the pilot, but he never gets, like, good. But is that like a like a Stockholm Syndrome thing, where it's like certain characters, you just well. kind of get used to them being there, and you're like, yeah. well, like... Yeah. And I'm not... I don't want to sound like I'm making light of, like, Stockholm Syndrome, but, like, I think that is a thing where people are like, oh, well, you know, you kind of, you grow to love him or whatever. It's like, just spending a shitload of time in proximity to a character on TV or like in movies or whatever. Like, yeah, you're going to get used to I've become accustomed to her face or, you know, however that song goes. Like this idea that like, oh, they've just been there. You yeah. know, that was a huge problem I had with, with season two of Star Trek Discovery. Like, and I'm one of the people, one of the five people who seems to like that show, <laughs> but like a character dies and all the other characters are like, oh, we're so sad that you died and we loved you and you were so, so our friend and everything. And it's like, well, yeah, the, the character was there, but like, it's not like we all saw them like hanging out, drinking beers or whatever. It's just like, she was there. In many scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, like barely above an extra. Huh. Okay. You know? Well. But just like, she was there. Like, anytime yeah. the whole crew had to stand around a table, she was there. Yeah. Anytime they're all on the bridge, she's there. But then suddenly everyone's like, you were one of our best friends. It's like, no, she wasn't. You have not earned this, yeah. el- this eulogy. Yeah. It's like, I, I, like, if I lost one of my toes, I'd be like, oh, man. But, like, it, it's just there. Like, I don't think, like, all my <laughs> friends would be like, oh, your toe. <laughs> I don't mean to compare it to a toe because everything that she did do was great and yeah. I wanted more of her. Anyway, I've become accustomed to my toe. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, you, so you, you did have an intention of giving it another try. However. I still haven't. You still haven't. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I still have, I haven't completely given up on it, I guess, in the sense that there's a part of me that's like. Yeah, I would like to give it a try. Because so many people were just like, oh, but yeah. A few people were like, what? No, it's great from the first start. Which I was like, mm, maybe we have different ideas of good TV. But there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, it is a little bit rough. But also, oh, somebody told me just start with season two. And somebody else was like, no, you can't do that. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes, too, people feel the need to defend what that they spent time on something. Because the well, possibility also, of admitting that you wasted your time with the thing is like, that's painful or annoying or whatever. Yeah. And I, I do understand once 
something that might start a little rough, but if you just, you know, you didn't have to talk about it on a podcast, you might just kind of let it roll on to the next episode. And then you eventually grow to love it. And even when you go back and watch the early episodes, you're like, oh, remember when this character was like this? Or, oh, we didn't even know what this character was capable of then or whatever. You have a fondness for it in retrospect that I think that might possibly be part of the motivation of someone saying, no, no, you can't skip the first season. There's all this development or whatever. Just because you had that flashback scene to Thor the Dark World in Avengers Endgame doesn't make Thor the Dark World a good movie now. Hot take, Marvel fans. Wow. This kind of steaming, hot cultural commentary about (laughs) two-year-old movies is what you come to us for, and Uh I'm glad I could give it to you. Yeah. I don't remember that. Are you triggered? (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, um... (laughs) Moving on to episode 53 was the catch-up of Hustle. So, um, have you watched any more Hustle since we finished the entire series? Uh, actually, yeah. I went back because there was an episode where it's like season one, he makes a card fly up into his hand. There's, it's just a little card trick that people do sometimes in movies because it's one you can teach someone to do in like five minutes. And in my memory of that episode, he did it really, really well, uh, and then I went back and watched it and I was like, yeah, actually that actor like did it really smooth. So yeah, um, it. helicopter card, I think people call it. I don't actually know what it's called. It just sounds like the right name. Yeah. But yeah, I've watched a little bit more. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I have been listening to an audiobook that's read by Robert Glenister, who plays Ash mm. on that show. You may recall was my favorite character and I was like basically in love with him. Uh, he did the audiobook for... Um, Khalil Gibran's The Prophet and The Wanderer, which are two books, two short books put together for this edition. And it's it's sort of poetic, slightly philosophical prose. It just sort of flows and goes places. And just like, it's the kind of thing you can almost just listen and just have it wash over you. And if you're li- paying attention to it, there's something there, obviously. But like, you can kind of just sort of let it wash over you. And uh, having Robert Glenister read it was pretty great. And I like it. Oh, and that reminds me, you and I still need to sit down and watch the Kenneth Branagh Love's Labor's Lost musical in which Adrian Lester sings and dances. We need to watch that and record maybe just a little bonus thing for Patreon or something where you react to seeing Adrian Lester sing and dance. Well, to say nothing of Matthew Lillard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That movie is bananas. That's a name I have not heard in an age. Yep. Yep. Moving on. (laughs) I'm just saying, that's got to happen someday. All right. So uh, then was our last episode of the season. Episode 54, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We were both strong yeses for watching more, strangely. Have you watched more? I have not. Me either. And you know why? Hulu sucks. Yeah. Too many ads. Can't handle it. Who, I, Like, on the one hand, I feel like I sound really entitled when I complain about the ads on Hulu like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of want to acknowledge that because, like, everything used to have ads. Like, yeah. TV, whatever. Yeah. But, like, there's something about the, 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 the types of ads that are made for streaming that are just so grating and aggravating for me. And... You know, 
it's just like every time I see an ad for, I don't want to support their company. Yeah. And it's like, even if you pay for a Hulu subscription, there's yeah. ads. That's the absolutely infuriating thing to me. And yeah, that is a really good point. I don't want to sound like I'm like, I deserve to have everything for free. I don't feel that art is worth paying for. I'm pretty broke, so I do try to watch shows for free whenever I can, especially when they're kind of for the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I acknowledge that sometimes uh, the way that you pay for something, the only, sometimes the only way that you can pay for it is with your eyes on an ad. And I'm totally fine with that. That I feel that the way Hulu does it is aggressive and really jarring. They, I think they put too many ad breaks. Now, are there more ad breaks than we used to have in a half hour of, of network television on the TV? I don't know. Maybe not. But people are used to watching things with, with fewer ad breaks now. And you just have to, like, kind of, I think you have to accept that. So, I don't know. Uh, if someone is paying for a subscription, I think it's ridiculous to have that many ads. I guess, I guess there's some kind of thing where you can pay for, like, a more expensive Hulu without ads. But, like, sh so, okay, sure, there could be one where you pay less and you still have to watch some ads. Okay, that's not a totally unreasonable business model. But that many ads? Yeah. Come the hell on. And, and, and if there was a free option with, like, an ass ton of ads, I would be okay with that. But it's just, like, yeah, yeah. their whole model feels aggressively anti-consumer. And, like, it's designed to make me not want to access content through them. Yeah. Yeah. Although, some of the blame can also be laid at the door of real cops, which make me not want to watch shows about fake cops. Y yeah, you know. There's that. I mean, that is definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ri ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we haven't even started drinking yet. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, it's ridiculous time of day. No, it's 4 p.m. Yeah. That's not me. That's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's right. In in the mountain time zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that's our whole season. So obviously, normally we have more to talk about with these shows. This season ended up being, a, we did two catch-ups, mm -hmm. and uh, two more of the shows in the season have catch-ups coming soon. So we don't normally have this much catch-up action, which I think says um, that clearly the meme thing was a bit of a success. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there is something to be said for kind of engaging with the zeitgeist a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I anybody who has listened to this podcast for a while or has engaged with my uh my solo podcast strangely and friends like i'm very much against chasing the time I'm sorry, ghost. are you paying us for that oh yeah for sure <laughs> that plug for sure <laughs> are uh, you paying yourself and me we'll like drop in like a little musical sting and then be like sarah you love pilot house are there other podcasts where i can get this kind of content uh but, but, we should put an ad for Stranger and Friends smack dab in the middle of every single episode. The way everyone who has a podcast on Anchor is like legally obligated to do an ad for Anchor in the middle of every single episode. Anchor, that's a bad idea. It makes people angry. Just saying. Okay, moving on. It anchors you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't anchor me to that podcast. It makes me want to listen to it less. Okay. Anyway, 
the meme chasing thing. the time ghost yes <laughs> you know when you're when you're when you're busting the time ghost like i i feel like sometimes it can be really great like because people are having conversations about things people are more engaged other people are more interested and like that can lead to a lot of really fun stuff but i think there's also a, a possibility of just kind of getting lost in the noise or saying something that is so tired because everybody's been saying it i still think about the the time that we were recording and i came to the realization on mic that there's a lot of actors named chris in the marvel movies yeah <laughs> and i thought i had like come up with something and then you like were like no we everybody knows like, i was like yes yes strangely there's lots of chrises everybody knows this it's been this joke has been done to death and you were like oh i just thought of it yeah <laughs> oh you just the time ghost just went right over your head with that one uh, Time Ghost is probably outside your door being like, you want to watch this funny trailer? It's like, it's called uh, 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 Avengers Infinite Chris's or yeah. whatever. Chris's on Infinite Earth. I think yeah. What it was called. Uh, but Infinite Chris's. Oh Infinite my gosh, Chris's. I sound like your mom trying to make a Marvel joke. <laughs> Not your mom specifically. I mean, the, the... there was Crisis on Infinite Earths and then there was Infinite Crisis, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Don't don't. So it sounded like I was actually making a deep cut. Yeah. No. Ah, (laughs) That being said. That being said. Uh, I think that the reason I'm always I'm a little bit more resistant to that is that I feel like not only do you run the risk of getting lost in the noise or just not contributing anything interesting or new to the conversation, but I think it can also distract from what I actually value the most about art is finding things that people aren't talking about or people haven't thought about for a while and sort of engaging with them now and seeing what they can bring into now. You know, there's certain arts, um, certain arts, uh, (laughs) like, you know, like Shakespeare plays or something that are perennially produced and engaged with. And I think it's because they keep having something to say. We keep seeing something of us now mm-hmm. in the year 2028 or however, whatever year it is, whatever you're year listening this to this, comes out. Uh, that, uh, th- that something from 400 years ago speaks to you. And I mean, this could be my perspective that, you know, I just got a history degree, uh, which happened while oh the season God, was going on. Oh my God, about it. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't announced it on mic on this podcast. I'm That's a, true. I'm That's a, true. I'm Everybody, an historian now. While we were recording and editing and releasing the fourth season, strangely, finished a whole ass college degree. And that is to be celebrated. Thank you. Now let us speak of it no more. <laughs> But this, uh, you know, I part of that process, like I read Dante's Divine Comedy and I read the Iliad and the Odyssey again and I read, a, you know, the poetry of Virgil, like some of these really, really old books that are some of the, in some cases, thousands of years old. And I was like, old as balls, old, old as balls. <laughs> and yet, like, there was still humanity in them. I was like, wow, these, the way these dudes yeah. are arguing about what they're going to wear into battle just sounds like me <laughs> having a tiff with my neighbor. You know, like, yeah. it's like, this is awesome. Um, I had a similar experience listening to that uh, Khalil Gibran book, which uh-huh. there was one line where I was like, damn, like, oh my God, like, you just made a point about relationships that, like, I'd never thought of before. Yeah. And this is... No, I can't. I think it was the, the 20s, maybe a little earlier than that. Anyway, it's just like, 
oh dang obviously you're talking about stuff from much earlier but yeah no, but it's it's like... the, that's the same thing though that that this idea that i think anybody who loves media and who lo- you know who loves books and films and tv shows and podcasts and stories and music and things you want to keep up with all of it as it's coming out which mm-hmm. a that's impossible it's a freaking fire hose and b most of it's not going to be remembered a hundred years from now mm-hmm. it's just not and that, that's okay yeah. and stuff can be disposable fun and y- you know i i love watching mia marvel as much as the next person but i think sometimes when you revisit something older that people still remember and still talk about you'll find something in it you know one of the reasons i haven't gotten around to watching some of more of some of these shows for pilot houses i've been rewatching cheers yeah and it's it's so I thought you I thought you'd never actually seen it. No, yeah, you're right. I've never actually seen it. But yeah. like I I guess I said rewatching because yeah, that's I, I was like, from Wait a minute. episode one and yeah. just ongoing. Uh and it's such a comforting place. I mean, like it lives up to what it says in the theme song. It's you know, where everybody knows your name and you know, you can drink your cares away or whatever. Like uh I've heard that song like dozens of times and I still don't know the words. Yeah. Uh but you know, this idea of comfort in media and i think sometimes something older it's not just nostalgia that's feeling the comfort it's that the things that end up getting remembered favorably had they were saying something deeper and so as much as i've enjoyed this meme season we've just done we've been talking about a theme for season five oh. should we tell the people about this theme well i had more stuff to say about the meme thing oh well, then I'll, I'll hold on to that theme. And uh, well, you what just... else do you have to say about the meme theme? <laughs> I said the meme theme was, for once, you're the one who ran away with something. I just said, it was a success. What do you think, strangely? And then you talked. About the time go. Sorry. About the time I was possessed by the time go. Yeah. No, that would have been a great transition, except I had some things to say. Are you it. blocking my transition? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I just don't think you're ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. We'll, um, we'll evaluate and come back to this. Yeah. I I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that our goal with yeah. doing this was, it, it, as much as we ever have a goal, it's mostly just to kind of, themes are fun. We have to act like the the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we've always been building to. Yeah, whatever yeah, ends yeah, up yeah. happening is what we meant we're to do. Always building to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of the goal a little bit with this theme was to finally get around to watching a few of the shows that we'd heard tons about and kind of gone like oh maybe i should should i watch that it seems like people really like this and they're yeah. talking about it a lot um most of our other seasons have involved shows from a variety of different decades especially yeah. our our trip through time season we purposefully you know started in the 60s and went one show per decade but like with this one it's the it was a rare example where we just really uh Watched all shows from the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. I think Lucifer started the oldest, but like it's still running. So it's still, yeah, it's still, the time ghost is still talking about it. But yeah, it's like, like Bridgerton had just come out when we were planning the, the, the meme themes. So we're like, yeah, put that one in there. But yeah, these are, these are all shows that are. We'd heard a lot about, and we might have just, it might have been one of those things where you never got around to watching it, and then years from now, someone says, well, it's like that thing from Popular Show, and you go, 
you know, weirdly, I never watched that. So we're like, you know, let's let's watch these and let's kind of see what all the fuss is about. And I wanted to take a moment to ask and talk about, do we feel that we answered that question for ourselves? What is all the fuss about with these shows? And I feel like sort of yes and sort of no. I, I think mean, it depends on the quality of each individual show. Yeah. I mean, I think with Shit's Creek, we were both a little bit disappointed. And maybe we both would be happier if we just enjoyed the gifts and never never watched those first two episodes. Um, which is to say the first episode. Don't get me started. Yeah. Um, whereas with Russian Doll, oh my God. I As soon as we started watching it, I was like, why didn't I watch this as soon as it came out? I can't believe it took me this long sit down and watch it like i'm so glad that i've seen this now bridgerton was more of a kind of like okay i've seen that i didn't hate it but i'm definitely not like oh my god this is the best um yeah brooklyn 99 i think it's actually brooklyn 99 is the one that most surprised me mm-hmm. even though i saw lots of gifts and they all seemed funny and i understood people loved this show something about the quality of it i thought i might not like it though it might not be for me. And then we both really enjoyed it, huh. as opposed to Shit's Creek, where I thought, oh, I'm probably going to adore this show, and then was kind of left cold. So, yeah, I guess that's that's the problem with uh, a lot of hype for something, is sometimes some it can't live up to the hype, or it just, it, instead of just being like, oh, I didn't really like that show, whatever, fine, you, you feel kind of like, oh, upset or betrayed or something because you expected to like it or something. Yeah, and I think like the 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 more you engage with like whatever is the big hyped thing at the moment, which to be clear, even the biggest hypedest thing isn't really that big. Like you know, there was the the Game of Thrones final season that happened two years ago or mm-hmm. whatever, and it was like it was portrayed like the world is watching, and it's like no, that the the series finale like had a nielsen rating of uh, it was like 25 million people that's it you know or screens or i was about to say is that that sounds like a lot it it does sound like a lot but it's like you know there there are like 330 million people in the united states like yes good point so you know as a percentage of the population you know whereas like like the the mash finale was watched by like 50 million people at a time in the United States only had like a population of 150 million or something like that. Like it was like one in three people watched that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Game of Thrones finale, it was like one in 25 people watched it or yeah. something. Although isn't, isn't that good for today's numbers? That is very good for today's numbers. But I, the point I'm making is that like the, the, you know if you get on the hype train it seems you know everything's about this right every every late night show is making jokes about it every youtube commentators talking about it people are making podcasts about it whatever all of it yeah and it's very easy to think the whole world is just game of thrones mania but like think about how quickly it went away yeah and it's not that the show was bad it's that it really wasn't as much of a cultural driver as everyone was pretending it was not pretending, but like as, as it felt like in that moment. And I think so often with many of these media properties, the, the Marvel cinematic universe or a really popular TV show, it's almost more about the, the community engagement driving it to be this thing where it's like, Oh, we're all tweeting about it. And we're all sharing gifts of it. And we're all talking about it. We're all referencing it almost more than, 
the quality of the thing. It's like yeah. the quality of the fandom experience and the, you know, the quality of talking about it with your friends. And I, I think the reason I feel that way is because when I was a kid, it felt like everything was Star Wars. <laughs> Even though at the mm-hmm. time, there were three movies. There are three movies and like a shitload of books that like me and my friend Brad seem to be the only people who read. <laughs> and like, you know, it seemed like there was so much Star Wars. Like I just, I watched hundreds of hours of Star Wars. And in my mind, those, the original trilogy of Star Wars are like hours and hours and hours and hours long. And I, I rewatched one of them recently and I was like, this is a really short movie. <laughs> yep. And so in terms of like engaging with sort of the mimetic qualities of these shows, mm-hmm. I was I was not surprised that we had mixed feelings about them based on our reactions to the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was surprising to me is sort of engaging with what the actual thing was as opposed to what the fandom's overall presentation of it was yeah if that makes sense no i i absolutely understand so that that was an interesting experience for sure it was an interesting ride and it was an interesting way to construct a season yeah no that you make a very good point that it is very easy to think you kind of understand a thing because you've heard all of the talk about it and you've seen references and maybe parodies and whatever you think you kind of understand the thing but going back to the original source is always you learn something you, you didn't know or that you misunderstood based on all the fufura around it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a very good point. And for that reason, I am very glad that we watched all the things we watched this season, even Shit's Creek. Even Shit's Creek. On that note, shall we go on to talk a little bit about what we have planned for the future? Yes, let's do like a big... Uh, Disney D23 press conference style thing where like we tell everybody the next 15 years of pilot house content. I'm just imagining like just a black screen with like 20 different logos for TV shows. And we're like, this is what we're going to be talking about. Right. Like, no, I just, no. I'm, I just having to plan that far in advance gives me a panic. Um, but we do have some ideas for the yeah. future. So, uh, one of our plans is, uh, before we do season five, we're going to do a little mini season, which will probably start airing this coming October. And the mini season is going to be just a little bit of stuff we want to do before we get into another themed season. Um, that's going to be two catch-ups, uh, for Lucifer and Bridgerton. Uh, we're going to do at least one or possibly two scuttlebutts, our little, like, uh, chat episodes where we're not talking about um, a show and we're also going to do an episode about a tv show which has been commissioned by one of our listeners uh fun fact if you're if you didn't know this you can pay us to watch a show and do in a whole full-on normal length pilot house episode about a show if you think we will never get around to it on our own or we're just taking too long and you want to hear it right now, which is how we ended up watching Russian Doll, which is what set off the meme theme. Uh, And the show that we are going to be watching is... I was going to let you say it. Oh. You don't remember? Uh, No, I've totally (laughs) drawn a blank. Okay, well, the show we will be watching is Ted Lasso. That's right. Right, right. Yes, and this is commissioned by a listener um, and... 
rather than trying to build a theme around that, we decided let's just do a little mini season. We can do that. Also, that way the person who is paying for us to do this doesn't have to wait quite so long. So yeah, we'll have one classic um, Pilot House style episode. We're talking about a show. Two catch-ups. One or two scuttlebutts. Maybe another something else. You never know. Little mini season in October, November. Uh, and then we will be releasing season five early next year. I endorse your scheme. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and the theme that we are considering at the moment, uh, things could change for season five. I spent that entire time trying to figure out you were whistling and I didn't recognize oh, it's it. it's the Cheers theme. Oh. Uh, the theme for season five that we were considering is Cozy Favorites. Uh, old time faves, either shows that one of us or both of us love. Probably going to do um, one or two revisits of shows we've seen all of or a lot of. Go back to the pilot and kind of see what was really there from the beginning. I loved doing our Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm -hmm. revisit, and I think it'd be great to do some more of those. Uh, one or two all or nothings where one of us makes the other one watch a show that we're uh, very much in love with. And possibly one or two shows in the traditional Pilot House style where it's an old favorite for a lot of people, but uh, personally the two of us have never watched it. So yeah, that's... I, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> it's just an old classic cozy fave. Yeah. I wonder if we could do, we could do an entire season of shows with American the word American in the title because you can do American Ninja Thank Warrior, <laughs> American Horror Story. No, uh, neither of those uh, feeling. Greatest American Superhero. Okay, uh, might might watch that one. Yeah. Wait, Greatest sure American Hero more. isn't that? That's like a that's like a goofy show about a guy who becomes a hero or something, right? From like the seventies. Yeah, and he's the greatest. Yeah, and he's the greatest. Um, I feel like that's one of those shows that I've heard about, and I'm like, what? It what was actually going on there? Because it sounds. The title makes it sound like goofy, but yeah. uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that we're thinking about watching. So yeah, where everybody knows your name. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll even talk about Cheers. We'll see. But yeah, if if you have any suggestions for the category of shows that are like old favorites that just are are everybody loves them. And everybody, uh, not obviously nothing everybody loves, but like old favorites that are like deep in the hearts of many people to this day, uh, that where we could go back. I mean, maybe, maybe we go back and uh, watch the pilot of MASH. Yeah. You know, you know, I've never, uh, I've never watched an entire episode of that show Fringe, you know, with Ross oh, and Oh yeah, with Ross and Chandler, Monica, Fringe. Uh, Friends. I've yeah. never seen it, an entire episode of Friends. Interesting. I'll yeah. tell you what, I've definitely never seen the pilot of Friends. Um, so that actually, hmm. Part of me is like, no, that'd be a perfect candidate. And part of me is like, oh, Friends already gets so much attention. Do we need to be one more voice? If you are a fan of Pilot House and you would love to hear the two of us talk about Friends. Send us money. <laughs> just let us know. I would be interest. happy to talk about Friends for money. For one million dollars. <laughs> okay, so yeah, just you know, uh, feel free to throw out if you're like, oh my gosh, this. D please watch the first episode of Happy Days or something like that. Like, 
we will we we will certainly take those and i have at least one idea already for a good one which i'm gonna just tease that and then say it off mike but this is a this is a perfect segue into sort of a a a topic i want to bring up with you on mike that you know asking people to to request stuff that they want to hear us talk about when we started this podcast um you know four years ago we had very strict rules about what we could and couldn't talk about. It's like, it has to be a show. Neither of us have ever seen a single frame of yeah. and we, the thing and all these, you know, rules. And then we, we started to kind of loosen it up. And the more we've loosened it up, I feel the more fun we've had yeah. recording it. I still love talking about pilots and first impressions, but the all or none episodes have been really fascinating because getting fresh eyes on something that like you have been steeped in, like a forgotten tea bag on a painter's workbench is like, <laughs> it's really fascinating. Yeah. And it's really exciting. And, and, and a big part of why I like making podcasts is I like spotlighting things Yeah, that I think, you know, aren't being talked about or that are remembered fondly and, you know, getting people to go back and revisit something comforting or to kind of go back and reevaluate something. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun in that. And, uh, this is going to be really controversial, but Sarah, I know you've talked about, uh, you know, having people suggest shows that they want us to talk about, but maybe sometimes we might talk about things that aren't TV shows. What? <laughs> I was like building up my breath for that the whole time. I would love to talk about a movie with you every now and then, strangely. Yeah. And the thing that holds me back is we did name the show Pilot House. And by doing so, we kind of locked ourselves into not only TV shows, but pilots. But I I see no reason why we couldn't have once per season or so an episode of Pilot House goes to the movies. Because I love talking about fun things that we take in together as friends and there's no reason that we couldn't apply the similar thing that we talk about to movies as well. It's a different thing. We're not making Clifton Ships predictions about movies, but I think What if that... we did, though? What if we talked about a movie <laughs> like it was a pilot? Predictions for where... Like, okay, especially movies that didn't have a sequel or a franchise or anything, we'd go like, okay, where would you go if you had to do a sequel of this movie? Especially things that are inherently... The, the whole the whole wild bunch, like, escapes from hell. Yeah, and yeah. they become paranormal investigators. And, oh, like, our day-to-day boy. on this show is just they're solving, like, a lot of, like, cold cases involving ghosts. Okay, yeah, strangely, I'm going to put it out here right now. When we do a movie, we have two of the segments are going to be what would you do if you had to write a sequel and what would you do if you had to adapt this into like a weekly TV show? Yes. That sounds because great. It is. It's bananas sometimes when you hear about a movie, like sometimes like a movie will be adapted into a weekly TV show. Yeah. Like Casablanca got a weekly TV Boy. show in the, yeah. in the 1980s. I mean, it didn't last long. But still, it's like. Unsurprisingly. There are, but there are so many movies that tried to be adapted into TV shows that, like, major characters died at the end or something, or, like, the tension was all resolved at the end. So instead of picking up where the movie left off, all of the action of the TV show kind of nebulously takes place kind of in the middle. Oh, yeah. Strangely, you know what we should do for for the old favorites season? I just thought of this. The Beauty and the Beast animated TV series. (laughs) We should do- The Lion King animated TV series. (laughs) Strangely, calm down. I, I was going to point out as an example of 
TV shows that just all of the action in the movie, in the show, takes place at some nebulous time that doesn't fit into the movie's timeline. Yeah. I was actually going to point out the animated Aladdin series. <laughs> that's kind of funny because that that's not what I was going to suggest for the... Whole, okay, put a pin in my idea for the new season. I was going to say that in the animated Disney Afternoon Aladdin show, which I watched a lot of... Uh-huh. It's Aladdin is not Prince Ali. He's just Aladdin. He's street rat Aladdin. But he's like hanging out with Jasmine. But they're like they're not. So they're not married. Yeah. But it's like after he's been revealed to be Aladdin. Um. And uh, Jafar is not there, right? Jafar has been is is has been vanquished. So it's like after, but like the genie is still there, and the genie hasn't been freed. He still's got the cuffs on his wrist, so he hasn't been freed. It's like there is no place in the timeline of this movie where this show could be happening. They just took the basic. The best parts of the show, yeah. which is like a princess and a street rat and the street rat has a pet monkey. And then there's a genie there and they had to invent a new villain because like it, it would be bad. You, it would, yeah. People would be sad to have Jafar yeah. come back. We defeated Jafar, even though this is at some unknown timeline. It's like if in the middle of that movie, like there was just like everything calmed down for a little while. And Jafar just like went away. He went away for vacation for a few years and Aladdin and Jasmine and the genie just like had adventures for a while. And then Jafar came back and they're like, all right, let's pick it up where we left off. It's it's like that funny thing um, in all of the, it's like this, the, all of the Doctor Who spinoff media, like the comics or like they do all these like radio plays yeah, yeah. or whatever that it's like, it's really important that it's established where in the timeline all of these are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this happens between this episode and this episode. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is this is when it's, when that is happening. Yeah. And it's so funny to me because it's like, the whole point of that show is like, I'm rampaging across time, being a whimsical fuckery, like, and so it's like, why is it, but it's like, it's like, no, like between the caves of Androzani and Phil, Phil Bidget's in the toaster, like, this is when this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Of any show or movie series, anything, book series, that is the one that lends itself most to. Not. I could just write a story and just be like, when did this happen? It could be anywhere. And yet, they feel so strongly about yeah. making everything line up. That is that is very funny. Yeah. But, to go back to my idea for something we could do for the new season. I think we need to find the last remaining copy of Phil Bidget's in the toaster and watch it. <laughs> okay. Cozy faves, longtime faves. We're also talking about maybe branching out, not always doing TV yeah. shows. All right. What if we do a two part podcast episode where we watch the film mash and then we watch the pilot to the TV show mash? Ooh. Because I've seen, t- I've seen episodes, I used to watch mash yeah. and reruns as a kid. No sense of, of an overall timeline. It never had seemed to have a timeline. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I've heard people say that, like, the show lasted 10 times as long as the historical event it was set during. Yeah. But uh, I said that in a very vague way. Like, I, I, I mustn't say what it is. But... Well, you know, it was the Forgotten War. Yeah. So. I, I genuinely can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But it's... I also have no idea how it fits in. I've never seen the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it was a film until, like, later, you know, when probably a teenager, but like yeah. I'd been watching it as a TV show when I was a kid. I have no idea 
how it lines up with the events of the film. Is it one of those things where this takes place as if at one five minute period of the, of the movie stretched out for many years? Or is it the kind of thing, because they've done movie to TV show transitions where they changed the characters and they just kind of made it a similar situation yeah. or they started from the beginning and started like retelling the events of the movie but really stretched out or something there's a lot of ways you can do that and i have no idea what they did with mash so that would be a really interesting one to approach and it could be a little two-part thing yeah we could do like a cowboy bebop was that a movie that was a show and then a movie they made a movie they how did, did i miss that yeah I have been wanting to revisit. That's I think that's been on our list for a while yeah. of pilots to revisit because mm-hmm. I have never seen it with the original Japanese uh, dialogue, and I would love to hear that because I saw it when it um, when it famously aired on right. uh, uh, Cartoon Network. I, that that shocks me because you are like such a, a subs not dubs kind of oh, person. Subs for life. Dubs are for jerks. But yeah, I saw it on TV. I, I resemble didn't have, that remark. <laughs> I didn't have the option. I understand some people have a difficult time. Re- it's, it's fine. I, no judgment. Yeah. I do feel strongly about it, but also no judgment. Anyway, it's, I saw it on TV. I didn't have an option, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then I've just, it, it hasn't been a priority to rewatch it, but I've always thought it would be great to get to see it again, not only to revisit the pilot, but see it with the original audio, which um, if you wanted to make a strong argument for revisiting the dubbed version, I would listen to the argument at the very least, but. Uh, no, that is not. A, I, have, <laughs> I have no strong feelings about oh, that, okay. that particular piece of media. Okay, good. But yeah, that I, I had no idea they made a movie out of it. So that's yeah. interesting. Um, the, the timeline, timeline of the movie. It's really interesting because that, the 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 show like ends yeah it goes places and then it, it arrives somewhere yeah it's been a long time since i've watched it so i really it's very vague memory so nobody like mention anything specific because it'll be fun to yeah if we re- I, I assume if we rewatch the pilot i will end up rewatching the whole thing but maybe maybe not maybe i'll watch the pilot and go why did i like this Ugh, this sucks <laughs> <laughs> probably not but Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to revisit and re-remember. I can't remember where the story starts at all. I remember the characters. I know, I remember at least one character who shows up at some point, so definitely wasn't at least at the beginning. Could have showed up at the end of the pilot, though, for all I remember, so I don't know. I don't know. I do still have a stuffed Ein at my house. Aww. A boy gave it to me in college. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the way to college Sarah's heart. <laughs> Buy me a stuffed animal of an anime character, apparently. Anyway. Shall we move on? Yeah. To our next segment, which we like to call... Uh, actually, this is the this is the, the end. Of the podcast? Forever. No. Um, so, now that we've thoroughly uh, discussed uh, the previous season and also our plans for the future, we just wanted to take a moment to thank and acknowledge and hold up on a pedestal our amazing patrons over on Patreon who stuck with us through this very difficult year plus. Uh, and when it, it, it... And also for the last hour, let's be well, honest. <laughs> <laughs> also the last hour plus. I Honestly, it, this was a crazy year for everybody. 
Um, it affected our ability to record and release the podcast, uh, so it wasn't as timely as maybe we've been in the past, although we've, we've always been a little bit haphazard. But uh, I, the fact that anybody was, was willing to keep uh, donating money to us on a monthly basis when the world was crumbling down around them, and also we weren't giving you anything on a regular basis for a while there, um, I, we really appreciate it very much. So I wanted to take a moment... Just sit right there. We'll tell you about our awesome patrons. Uh, so I wanted to thank Cynthia. Uh, CJ, thank you so much. Uh, Cynthia has been a friend of mine for many years and has stuck with my various ridiculous nonsense that I have done and has always been super supportive. So thank you so much. We'd also like to thank Jerome. Uh, Jerome sometimes feels like the secret third host of this podcast. Jerome <laughs> right, just right? has like great comments and suggestions via Twitter and everything. Like I'm always really excited when like we get a notification from Jerome. Yeah, so. Jerome's the one who tweets us and goes, "Hey, when you guys were asking that question, um, actually, or oh, it was episode this where you guys talked about thing." And I just uh, thank you for being that one fan. Yeah, like like <laughs> it's nice to have at least one of those. Podcasts talk about like, and uh, you know, like they're doing the podcast credits, like produced at uh, BBC Five Studios, and we'd like to thank our intern, Jerome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Jerome is like, it's like, uh, can we officially start calling Jerome our intern, even though he, he in fact pays us? <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think that's how it works. It's a paid yeah. internship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does the work of sometimes looking up things we ask about on the yeah, podcast. And therefore, all right, excellent. Jerome, you're hired. Uh, Juniper, thank you so much, Juniper, as a, a dear uh, real-world friend of both of ours. Um, we appreciate your support hugely. And we love your collages. Yes. Yeah. Is it oh fair to gosh. say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, is it fair to say that we love them, or well, is it fair to call them collages? Which part are you that, that was, I, sure I, I was worried about calling them collages, and also I feel like, like we've sort of been bribed because... They made that awesome collage of your cat, Sergeant Pepper, and yeah, so yeah. I'm just like I'm a sucker for any any image of that yeah, cat. Yeah, it's just it's true. It's yeah. really great. I really should post it. I don't think I ever posted it on Instagram because I was like, one of these days I'm gonna get a good scan of this. Anyway, do do a collage of of our logo and then we'll talk. <laughs> We'd also love to acknowledge Tina. Tina, I know that you're dealing with some annoying thing in the internal politics of your company right now, because I know sometimes you listen to us while you're doing work. <laughs> and so thank you so much, Tina. Like, we love you. And the sourdough bread starter worked out. It was great. Thanks for that. Oh, wow. Why didn't I get any of that bread? Well, it, it's coming. It's, okay. it's, it's oh. rising. It's on the rise. Oh, it's on the rise. All right. Well, thank you, Tina. You're great. Uh, also, Josh Kagan, like, absolute legend of the universe. I don't know you know what to say. Josh Kagan is... Bloody legend, Mike. Bloody legend, Mike. He is so funny and such a sweet human being. And I, like, sometimes I'm like, this person is my friend? And the fact that he sees fit to donate uh, a little bit of uh, that, like, hot Kim Possible movie money towards... Uh, <laughs> towards our podcast is I mean, it's an honor it's yeah an honor. i mean it's almost as much of an honor as eating onion rings in the same place as josh kagan like i got to do that <sighs> once and i was like oh like wow i wish we could do that how long has it been josh since we ate onion rings in the same place speaking <sighs> of people who run rings around us <laughs> i'd love to thank uh christopher leg who so i don't know if you know this sarah but christopher leg's uh day job is being an architect 
designing railroad trestles that they still build out of wood because in terms of weight the weight to strength to maintenance requirements ratio wood is still the best thing to build railroad trestles out of uh fun fact a i'm shocked to learn this information b i'm not surprised you were the one who delivered it to me and you know i think the support of those the 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 trains because like Railroad shipping is important and needs to be supported because if those trains crash down into ravines, it's Mm -hmm. the end of railroads. I'm ready to see where you're going with this. Those railroad trestles are the second most important thing Christopher Legg supports. Obviously, our podcast (laughs) is number one. Well, I'm just appreciative because Chris went with me to the Super Ego show in Portland practically right before pandemic time. So I'm glad we got to have that moment together and, uh, you know. Super Ego is great. So that's it. Those are our wonderful patrons. And if you would like to become one of our wonderful patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash pilothouse. We do occasionally post uh, special stuff, bloopers, extra little things. Um, little. Sometimes we'll get derailed during an episode and we'll go for five minutes talking about something totally unrelated and we'll go, you know, let's just cut that out. We kind of went on this tangent. It's a little bit long and we'll pop that up on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon. I know we don't post that stuff as often as we <laughs> we always say that we will, but I'm trying to be better about it. There is a full like seven minutes worth of bloopers from the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode that's on the Patreon right now. So go over there and check that out. And... If you donate at our uh, special guest star level or above, you will be thanked at the end of every single episode. And if you if you Podcast. donate at double that amount, you can ask us to not thank you at the end of the episode. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> so please, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash pilothouse to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we, uh, we appreciate you taking a look. We appreciate you just listening. Also... Worth mentioning, if you are honestly like us, <laughs> unable to financially support other podcasts, um, there are many great ways you can show your support of this podcast without actually you know, cracking open the wallet or yeah. the Venmo or whatever. Yeah. You can write a review of us on iTunes or any podcatcher that allows you to write reviews. Uh, you can, or just give us like a star review or whatever you're allowed to do. That is hugely helpful, and also just makes us feel nice that somebody cared enough to write a review. Yeah. Um, I would also like to ask anyone who's listening to this podcast who has enjoyed it, pick one past episode of this podcast that you really enjoyed, and then pick one person in your life that you think would really enjoy it. Maybe you know someone who is just like a, a huge fan of Charmed and would just absolutely love to hear our Charmed episode or something like that. Pick one episode and one person. Don't post about it on your social media. I mean, you can if you want to, but all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you. Uh, all I want for my birthday, which is coming up, even hey, better. Hey, hey. Yeah, my birthday's next month, and all I want for my birthday is for you guys to pick one episode and tell one person that you really think would enjoy it. I couldn't agree more. Also, it does help to have this stuff shared around on the social medias. Yeah. It does help. That also helps. Uh, So, you know, like share about it on on Instagram or TikTok or Grindr or OnlyFans, (laughs) whatever. However you get the word out. (laughs) 
go ahead and talk about our podcast. Oh my gosh. Um, you have, if you have an OnlyFans, you have blanket permission to use anything that we've created. Any of our audio, if that would in any yeah. way help you yeah. create content for your OnlyFans, you're welcome to use it. For I don't sure. actually know how OnlyFans works, but you know. Well, it's, it's only for <laughs> fans and clearly, yeah. I guess we're not. Wow. I guess I'm not really a fan of anything. Wow. My whole identity is crumbling down around me. <sighs> okay. Anyway, moving on to, 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 to oh God, I just, I'm just yeah, I know. Wow. This wow. just took the wind out of our sails. <laughs> yeah. I just don't even know what to do with myself. But um, if you're a fan of us, we don't have an OnlyFans, but I hope you've enjoyed this season finale. And uh, uh, don't unsubscribe from our podcast because there will be more. Are there people who unsubscribe at the end of every season? Like, oh, oh, I don't need any more of that. Yeah, I habitually do. <laughs> I unsubscribe in between every episode. Then I yeah. resubscribe before yeah. I listen to it. <laughs> That's yeah. how you're supposed to do it, right? Subs, not dubs. <laughs> and don't I'll... dub episodes of our podcast. How would you even dub an audio medium? Wow. Okay. Like, like someone like records <laughs> themselves like interacting with us. Like a... <laughs> Somebody just like completely like word for word recreates our podcast in another language. Has that ever happened? I wonder. Because there's people, there's like popular TV shows that yeah, will they... get like, you know, dubs in other countries. Well, not not just dubs, like there's a, they. Or, or, well, yeah, rec- whatever. We totally like, recreated it. But has anyone ever wanted so much to share like Mabim Bam or Night Vale or whatever with other people who don't speak English that they completely Night Vale actually seems like a candidate for that. Yeah. There's some little group in Sri Lanka or something who are recreating every episode of Night Vale. Including the Including the music. Including the music. They re record their own version of the yeah. weather. Oh, including the, the poorly placed ads in the oh, re-releases of early episodes. Oh, harsh. It's true, though. Yeah. And I'm just dropping the harsh takes today. Honestly, any podcast that was recorded without an eye for ads that ended up later having to put ads on top of it, it's like no one ever wants to do the work of scrubbing through the old episodes to find a good place to drop an ad in. And I do understand that would be a lot of work. But I've heard ones where an ad popped up in the middle of a frickin' sentence, and that's not great. And on that note, <gasps> bye! bye! Oh my god, I'm so hungry. Can we go get dicks? Let's go get dicks. Please sponsor us, dicks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com, or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future shows. Our podcast is entirely listener-supported, so thanks to our special guest stars, Jerome, CJ, Josh, Christopher, Tina, and Juniper. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Herringbone Society production. It's a burger place. Oh my god. <laughs> that could be a, Well, it's a burger place that is only for fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if Dick's got an OnlyFans? Dick's might have an OnlyFans. I don't know. I've not Uh it's called Dick's that might cause some confusion with the right. followers. Right. <laughs> You're like, right, right, definitely. This is a serious concern and not a joke. I'm I need a whiteboard to adequately express <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> <laughs>